Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Metaphysical Hour. I'm Julia Cannon, and this is my co-host, Tracy Mahan. Hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, should we do the dance or do something yeah. to get everybody in <laughs> Friday night? Come on, All Sam, right. you're not dancing. Sam's not dancing. Sam, you are live with us. She's she's completely uh -oh, she's maybe we lost her. Oh, I'm live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. So remember I have very slow <laughs> internet. So. so she's doing the slow. Oh, we oh, will have fun with this. Yes, we I'm will. A few times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna... It'll be fine. It stopped. It's it's frozen on a very nice post. So it'll be great. It is frozen on a very nice post. Mm -hmm. And yeah, how is your phone reception in the wilderness? That we may take a minute to get that answer from Sam. <laughs> Hello, everybody in the chat room. Uh, Cindy's saying hi from Texas. She was texting when we were in Texas and um, just welcoming us and all that energy. That's right. Yes, I remember. Yeah. So, oh, Sam, uh -oh. I was going to tell her she can use her phone as the microphone, but then you got to talk people to that. So we got Deborah from Texas. We've got Texas in the house. Hello from Dallas. Okay, you guys, Ooh. I love it. All the vibe and Tiffany. So let's see, we've got four <laughs> out of five people are in Texas. All right, I think that was a good move. We went yeah. to Texas, we had fun in Texas. Yeah. We did. So, and then we got Monique on here, hello. And um, yeah, we've got a lot of fun stories about Texas and uh, client, there was uh, Enchanted Rock. Yes. Enchanted Rock, um, we believe is a spaceship, or at least I do. I believe it is a spaceship. Yeah, you were getting, I, I was trying, it was, it was you, I think, that was getting that information. And that was really interesting. It was. <laughs> and possible abduction of Sarah during that time. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's go ahead and admit her back in oh, here. Got her. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we had a great time. The weather the weather was like, hey, girls, come over here and we'll just smile on you. So we did that. Yes. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, here we got the, the Queensland, Australia from Lisa. Uh, okay. So if you're listening to the show or you are listening to an archive of the show and you would like to catch it live, here is how you do that. You go to Facebook on a Friday night because everybody hangs out on Facebook on a Friday night. And you go to BBS Radio TV on Facebook and at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are live. Uh, you get to see our pretty faces and you can interact with us on the BBS Radio TV page where you just open up our banner and it'll give you a place to put your comments. And then you can join these lovelies that are over here saying hello. And my daughter Tiffany is blowing kisses. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Wait, uh, that's my daughter, Tiffany. Oh, let me let me do it this way. I have a daughter named Tiffany too. <laughs> okay, so now that we got Sam back, I love that the dog has joined the show. Yeah. Do not move your dog. It's making my day. That's Jenny. Hi, Jenny. So, <laughs> so our daughter Tiffany, <laughs> we haven't figured out how that's really going to get divided, the custody and all. 
but Tiffany brought her dog and somebody may have been trying to say good grandma, other grandma and making favorites, but it didn't work out for me. So I think that extra time you got to spend with Piper leaned her your way. I don't know. A little extra bribing. She may have went home a little more plump at the end of that too, because you know we're yeah, like, would probably say no, that. no, I have the better treat. Come to me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's she'll probably agree that Piper's going on another diet. <laughs> oh, please don't put her on another one. She's got her on a strict one baby. right now. <laughs> like, please don't do that to my baby. <laughs> no, we need to smuggle her some little secret food. So, Sam, how's our connection doing? Let's see if she answers. She looks happy. Okay, there's the dog moved. Yeah. I you guys you guys are cutting in and out. I'm so sorry. I I probably have the worst internet on the planet. <laughs> so I'm not catching every word. I don't know if you're catching every word I'm saying. So I yeah. want to ask you, Sam, so how laughing, is your so maybe not. How is your internet service? Oh, oh yeah. Try that. Try turning. Okay. So yeah. you guys aren't yeah. seeing our chat that we're having. She's asking if she should turn off her uh, picture and that might work. Yeah. Can you turn your video off, Sam? Okay. Um, okay. There. We'll see if that makes it better. If you can hear us and okay. I mean, you were coming through. It's just, but if it's glitching out for you, then it's going to, it would keep doing that. Yeah, it's still kind of the same. Okay. So I could put it back on. We'll see how it goes. This is a perfect example of why you don't do sessions online. <laughs> thank you for okay. thank you, Sam. For, what a demonstration <laughs> that is. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> exactly um. yes <laughs> okay so sam i wrote you a little note in the chat if you want to read that um we can talk you through it <laughs> okay okay you might just uh let's try your phone oh. so for anyone that doesn't know you're you can use get your a Zoom phone as the microphone Okay, can you hear? Okay, so I'm going to tell you, Sam, how uh, to use the phone. This is too complicated for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got my phone. I understand. Step one, understand pick up phone. Step one, pick up your phone. Actually, that's not even step one. Step one, Got it. run your mouse along the bottom of the screen for Zoom, and you'll see a little microphone in the left-hand corner. Click the arrow, and it'll say switch to phone audio. Click on that. And then it's going to give you instructions. And how fun is that? So. Okay. 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 So now it says United States. Hmm. Okay. So also. Um, calling on the producer oh. of this beautiful show. If there is a phone number for her to call in, could you give us that oh. phone number, please? Because we really want to hear Sam's story. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're going to start making up yeah. a story for Sam. Okay. Sam, can you yes. see the chat? Can you see the chat? 
the number just came up yes. in the chat for you to call in. Oh, okay. So I call that number. Yes. And then that way we'll have your audio. And... 627 He's saying you'd have to leave. What is he saying there? You'd have to leave the Zoom. Yeah, you would have to leave Zoom. We'll just have your voice. But we okay. all got to see your pretty smile in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we'll just yeah. keep that right here. <laughs> oh, okay. So sorry, you guys, you're all watching us read all the, the notes on the side here. So you are awesome. Um, spoiling the grand dog is what Cindy says. And Cindy, you know it. We got to spoil the grandbabies. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So is Haley your daughter, Sam? Okay, Haley, are you Sam's daughter? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get Sam. So that I can understand the comment. I think that's who we're talking to. Hey, do we have you now? This is such a mystery show. It is. I swear to God. And Julia and I have talked about this. Mercury went into retrograde like three years ago and forgot to go out. I, I think I so. I think it just yeah. forgot to leave or come back into uh, going direct. And so we're just going to play with that. Yeah. And we're just going to blame Mercury. Others in retrograde. Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> and and uh, Tiffany is in here saying accurate. No, I'm assuming that is, is about the, the uh, overfeeding of the dog or the, the plump. I'm sure it's not. I did not do that. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay, then there. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I can hear you guys now. Yay! Yay. We feel confident that we can hear you as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Okay, so how so, about we bring so you in officially? <laughs> so, um, go ahead. <clears throat> Sam is... So you're not going to be able to... Okay, okay, sorry. Is Haley your daughter? Yes. Okay, hi, Haley. It's nice <laughs> to meet you. She said, my mom is so beautiful. And I was like, okay, but who's your mom? <laughs> So I'm just trying to clarify, make sure before I, I boasted about how gorgeous you are um, and how much your daughter just adores you, that it was in fact Aww. your daughter. So yes, the word is out. You are on the show. Next time, next time, maybe, maybe you can go to Haley's house and get her internet. And <laughs> no. Oh, yes. So she's visiting me right now, and oh. that's all I've heard about is how bad my internet is. Yeah, Haley knows. There. She, yeah. <laughs> she looks like she's probably someone that is internet savvy. So, okay. Well, she's a millennial, so that is absolutely unacceptable in her world. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do not know how to, well, as, I as don't know how to function. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. Um I, you know, I lost my phone one day. It just like in the middle of something just died and it had a full battery at the time. It just died. I was like, oh no, I I don't know what to do. It's like, oh, I'll call. Oh, wait, I can't call. Oh, I'll just, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What a wake up call to how dependent I am to that Mm -hmm. little device. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to let Julia 
talk to you a little bit. Uh, shut up. <laughs> You'll actually get on with our show here. The purpose okay. of this show is <laughs> we're so excited. Um, this, is, this is continuing our level three QHHT series uh, with one of our newest level three practitioners. So excited. Um, Samantha Wiley, but you go by Sam. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. where are you? You said you're in the bush. Which bush are you in? <laughs> I am near Rocky Mountain House in Alberta, Canada. And I can, if I, if I get out of my property and, and look west, I can see the mountains. So it's beautiful. There's lots of trees. I just love it here so much. Mm-hmm. I just moved here last July. Oh, nice. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So that, that way everybody knows the vicinity you're in, because at the end, we will want mm-hmm. you to tell everybody how to reach you if they want to contact you. Yeah. So, um, okay. okay. So, yeah, you just, we want you to tell your story, like how you came into this, because, you know, level three is a journey. And, and it doesn't oh, it start was. just at the point that you started level one. It goes way back. So um, I always love to hear everybody's story, you know, how, what even brought you into this world? QHHT metaphysics, mm-hmm. all of this. I mean, I kind of venture guess that you weren't born this way. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story is uh, I mean, I guess we need to go right back to the beginning to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was adopted and raised in a family that I was not a match with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very different from them. I, it was a large family, six kids. I was second youngest. Um, there wasn't a lot of love, especially from my mother. I felt very alone. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. Did you know um, you were adopted? I think I found out when I was seven. So <laughs> me and one of my brothers were adopted from two different families. And I remember when I was seven years old, my mom took us into the upstairs bathroom, locked the door. We all sat on the floor in the bathroom, and she told us that we were adopted. Well, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why were we locked in the bathroom? I have no idea. It was weird. <laughs> anyway, from that moment, I, I yearned for my mother, my birth mom, yearned for years and years. Um, I, I learned that she was a nurse. So anytime I saw a nurse, I, I would look mm-hmm. and wonder if she looked like me, if maybe that was my mom, you know. Um, I, just, I just felt very alone. Um, when I was around 10 years old, um, well, I used to like to look up in the sky all the time. I'd look up at the clouds and see the shapes in the clouds. And I love to stare at the stars at night. And around 10 years old, I look up at the sky and I said, bring the spaceship come pick me up. I'm done. And they never did. (laughs) They never did. (laughs) I knew. I knew. I (laughs) I know. (laughs) They left me here. So, Mm -hmm. so anyway, um, I had, I had some unpleasant experiences as a child and I felt in a way that because I was the adopted one, I was, used and abused, so to speak, mm-hmm. the expendable one. Um, and that led into being a very delinquent teenager. 
uh, I was what you would call like a misguided youth of the 80s. Um, I had no, I, I couldn't see a future. I, I couldn't see where I was going to go in life. I, I, I just, I just had no hope. Um, I was, I was very much an outdoorsy person. The rest of the family, they were all like book smart musicians. I was so different. And my future did not look bright. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 16, I had somebody in a official capacity <laughs> suggest that I join the army. Huh. So, yeah. So I, I had to finish my grade 10 in order to get in. But I went off and I joined the army. So I was 17 when I went. Wow. Yeah. And, and, uh, I remember my mother, my, my oh so loving mother, as I was leaving for basic training, she said to me, see you in two weeks. (laughs) And I was like, you bitch. Like, and she said, well, you don't listen to anybody. So, so you'll be home in two weeks. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) But I mean, when I look back now, those were the magic words that that Mm -hmm. she had to say Mm -hmm. in order to switch my mind. And when I went to basic training, I, right from the start, I, I was very focused on success. I was going to do it. I was full of drive, determination. There was no way I was going back to that family. And so I, I had an opportunity to change my circumstances and I did. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So off I go after all my training's done off I go to my first posting which was in Chilliwack BC and that's where I met my former spouse I had a daughter that was Haley um when yeah (laughs) Haley Haley was eight months old okay back then we only had four months of maternity leave and so I was back to work four months she was eight months old and off I was deployed to the Gulf War. Oh, so I missed a lot. I missed her first steps. I missed her first birthday. I I missed her first tooth. You wow. know, I never saw her long curly hair grow in. Like it was just when I came back, I didn't even recognize her as my child. Oh, wow. and. And it kind of, you know, when I went to change her diaper, she kicked me and she wouldn't let me change it. And, and it was like, okay, I've lost my daughter. That's it. Mm. You know, but obviously that's not the case. <laughs> she has no, cause she's here. Now. She's <laughs> here and she thinks you're beautiful. <laughs> she's yeah. in the house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, so then I had, I had another child. I had my son, Eric after that and then I just I carried on with life in the army I I was really busy um well it it wasn't easy being a woman in the army that's for sure um but I I persevered through everything you know I I rose through the ranks I moved around the 90s were the toughest on us because there was a lot of deployments there was a lot of courses there was a lot of exercises so between the two of us one of us was always gone Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, life was hard for the kids, you know, changing schools, moving, 
you know, yeah. they got labeled the base breath or army breath mm-hmm. at one of the schools yeah. they went to. Well, but that's, um, that's what they call yeah. children, military children are brats, you know, that's just what they call yeah. them. And as I say, you know, it is tough. I mean, most, a lot of people don't know the life of a military family and you are moving all the time. You know, it's like, I think the longest we were ever any place was two years. And so is yeah. that, that how it was for you or was it more frequent? Well, I, I had, I had longer postings, which was good. Um, but I remember, um, I think my kids were in like grade four and six and we, we bought a house, but we were living in a city a little bit, a distance from the base. And that was where they had the, they got the label in school of being army brats. I learned about 20 years later, I should never have put them in that school. I found out that a lot of military families who had had those experiences actually would drive their kids to the base every day and put their kids in the school on the base. Wow. And then they didn't have, then they didn't have those same problems that they were having in the civilian community. So, but of course, you know, another lesson you learn 20 years too late. Yep. So that's always my life. (laughs) Yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, they're still alive. Like (laughs) I did something right. (laughs) You did it all right. As we, as we know in this, in this world now, you did it all right. Mm -hmm. Everything you did. Yeah. 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 So so anyway, I carried on with my career. I was very, very career focused. I, I rose up in the ranks. I became a master warrant officer. I was actually at that rank for the last nine years of my career. So that was awesome. Um, I deployed to Afghanistan. And when I returned from that deployment, I was posted to Ottawa into a high-level position in our, in our uh, Joint Operational Command headquarters. And, and so... When I went to Ottawa, my spouse, myself, and our two dogs went there, and the kids were grown now, so they didn't move with us. So here I am. I'm in the most awesome job ever. I'm traveling to all sorts of locations all around the globe, providing assistance to other deployed troops, including Navy ships. So I got to travel to some really cool locations like Oman, Egypt, Congo, Turkey, Poland. I went to Afghanistan three more times. Um, It was a fantastic job. But my world started to crumble around me because my spouse had gotten released from the military a few years prior, a medical reason. And his life in Ottawa turned into driving me to the airport, and picking me up and listening to all my cool stories. Oh. Well, for somebody who was didn't do so well and got medically released and having to listen to how awesome my life was, that didn't go over very well. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, uh, so that would have been in 2012. And then in the beginning of 2013, he disappeared. Oh. He was gone. Gone, gone. Hmm. So that that leaves a little mystery there, Sam. Is did he let you know he was leaving, or you just came back and he was gone? Well, he let me know like he was going on a on a trip, Hmm. and he was going to come back before I had to go on my next trip, which I had about a month there, and um, 
it was about a week prior to I, till I was leaving on my next trip, which was to Afghanistan. Um, there's no sign of him. Like it, it had been three or four, maybe three weeks at the time. Wow. So I like, what was I going to do? I have two dogs. I'm that's, in Ottawa. I knew that. That's have the first thing there. I went to. Yeah. Who's taking care of the dogs? <laughs> that's, no, where's that's, your husband? It was who's going to take care of the dogs? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. At that point, I was at that point, I was like done. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's here's a really interesting story. Okay, and this all ties in with everything. So, I went to see a media. Okay. Because I did, I was like, where the heck is he? Not a penny was spent out of our bank accounts. Like, I had no idea. Like, how is he surviving? Where is he? Is he alive? Is he dead? He, he never responded to phone, email, text message, you name it, nothing. Wow. So I went to see a medium. And uh, the medium started talking about two mothers. So one mother was saying the other mother was blocked. And he was really confused and he just kept repeating the same thing. One mother was saying the other mother was lost. That was it. So I explained to him that I was adopted. So I had two mothers and he says, okay, that makes sense. And, and I told him my adopted mother had died 13 years prior and I'd never found my birth mom. So uh, based on what he said, I just assumed my birth mother had also passed away. So anyway, I got no answers from him other than that. Very strange, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm on my way home and I had this realization come into my mind that I needed to look at the adoptees website that I had registered on practically when the internet came into existence. I'd been on there forever searching for my mom, right? So get home, look at my computer, lo and behold, there was my name under birth mother searching. I couldn't believe it. Wow. So I called the woman who was, who was managing the site and she got really excited. She, she was just like, I could hear her flipping pages and she's like, oh my goodness, I've been trying to reach you for a few months. Your mother registered. She's trying to find you. Aww. It was a match, but, she, but, but I haven't been able to get a hold of you. I've emailed you. I've called you. Like, what the heck? So I said, well, what email address do you have? And it was an old old email address I had when, you know, the internet first came out. My phone number was long gone. Never used that anymore. You move around a lot. Everything changes. Yeah. So, so there I go. I was in the worst possible place in my life at that moment. The worst. Okay. And at the same time, in the same month, I find my birth mom. Mm -hmm. like talk about divine intervention right yes. that's what kept me going my dog and the fact that my birth mom wanted to meet me finally mm. makes me very emotional very, oh, yes very so, an emotional story we're all feeling that mm -hmm. yeah so um you know after four months okay so you know I go off on I go off on my, my, my next trip and, you know, I, I found a kennel for the dogs and they weren't very happy with that, but I mean, I had to do what I had to do. Right. And, um, 
you know, four months later, my, my, my spouse reappeared on the scene and that was it. We were done and that was over next Mm -hmm. chapter of my life, carry on. And I just, you know, I went through a lot of upheaval at that time. You know, I, I just, I was, I was maintaining a home that had a lot of issues. I was working long hours. I was traveling around the world. I had these two dogs. What was I going to do with them all this, all this time? You know, like my son eventually moved to Ottawa to be with me. So that really helped a lot. Um, but there was one day and we're getting very, very close to how I found your mother, Julia. Okay. So <laughs> we forgot that's what my... we asked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you had to go through some of that dark night of the soul thing to find her. Exactly. That was my dark night of the soul. Oh my goodness, was it ever. Like, I was hanging on by a thread. And you know what's worse about that time in my life? I couldn't tell anybody. Because when it comes to deploying, everything at home needs to be just fine or they don't let you go. And I, I had been selected into this position and it was so big and so important. And I was, I couldn't screw it up no matter what. So like every time I had to go see a social worker before I deployed, oh, is everything okay at home? Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> so I just, oh, I wow. lied through my teeth mm. just to keep going. I finally had to tell my boss and he was really, really supportive. He, he kept his mouth shut and he, he's like, I don't feel comfortable with you going overseas. You're going to have a sidearm. I said, the person I want to kill isn't in that <laughs> in Canada. Samantha. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm telling you, it was bad. It was a bad time of my life. So mm-hmm. anyway, it gets The honesty better. is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I thought about this so much in the last week. Like, should I just tell my story the way it is, the raw, honest truth? Or should Absolutely. I just, you know? Because yeah. if you look at my website and my story on my website, I kind of allude to it, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. what would you put out there? And now I'm just like, I need to be my authentic self. And that's something Absolutely. that I have failed to be in, in my life up until now. So I'm working on that. Good for you. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so one day I'm at home and I'm lost and I'm just like, and I hated being home by myself. I'd rather be at work or walking the dogs. That was it. Right. So I pull out my computer and I open Google search and I type, who am I? Question mark. <laughs> and one of the top things that, that showed up was this website called in 5d, like with a five, mm-hmm. the number five. I'm I don't know there. if you've heard about that website. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of information on that site. So I, I didn't know anything about Ascension or, the fifth dimension at the time I went on a huge learning curve I was fascinated and there was podcasts to listen to and articles to read and I just went down a rabbit hole and I actually found a a podcast that I enjoyed listening to because um what was that woman's name again um Michelle Wally so she had a podcast where she interviewed all these different people so I kind of liked her podcast, so I went right back to the beginning. I don't remember what year she started it, but I went right back to her first episode, and then I started listening to them all, right? And at some point, 
So Laura shows up and she's interviewing her. <laughs> and they were discussing crop circles. And I was so fascinated because I've always liked hearing about crop circles. Mm-hmm. So I was instantly captivated. I, I was like, oh, I know there's more to those crop circles than meets the eye. And, and she was obviously right into them as well. At that point, I didn't even know about the hypnosis stuff, right? So okay. I don't know if it was in that particular episode or maybe she showed up in another one later where she started talking about QHHT. And like, once I heard that, that resonated with me so much. I was just like, oh my, oh my goodness. Now, you must understand though, all these podcasts I'm listening to, this is an entire year goes by, okay? So now we're into 2014, okay? And so, and this is around the time where I, I, I hear your mother for the first time on this podcast. So I'm like, oh my, I have to, I have to look her up. So I Google her and I find out that she had passed away one month prior. Mm. I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know her and I was already grieving. Like I was like, but 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 that thing that she's teaching, I want to learn, and and now she's gone. Yeah, and he cried. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so sad. So it would have been November 2014 that that happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. And here's an interesting tidbit: I met another practitioner much much later who said she also found Dolores one month after she had passed. So we surmised that maybe like after she left, like she went around and rounded up the next wave yeah, of yeah. practitioners. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, we have heard that so many times, and even in sessions, that it said really and that that once she was that's exactly what she was doing. She was going out there, and she would wow, um, yeah, it's like hand picking nice. all kinds of things, you know, and um and coming to them and dreams, and it's like get your butt over there, do it, <laughs> you know, things like that. So, yes, mm-hmm. wow, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? If I had never gone back. To listen to the the podcast from the beginning, I never would have come across hers mm-hmm. because she was our she would have been gone, right? right. So right. yeah. And so that also led to me listening to her podcast with this one, the metaphysical hour. Mm-hmm. So again I went back to the beginning and I started listening from the beginning and I just soaked it up, all of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time when you have to drive forty minutes to work or walk your dogs for an hour every day to listen to podcasts, you know? (laughs) So I did a lot of learning in that time (laughs) and it kept me, it kept me here. It kept me feeling that there was hope Mm -hmm. for my future, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I also started reading her books. So I started with three ways of volunteers and that was basically the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, now I understand who I am. Okay. Yeah. I now I understand why I'm so weird and different and oh now here's my question. So did that make you did that make you more mad at the aliens that didn't come to get you at the age of ten when you were yelling to the sky to come get you? Now uh, that you truly are connected you know, to them. Yeah, no, I, it didn't make me mad. It just made me understand. And it was getting all this understanding that 
really yeah. made me grow, right? So cool. And so, yeah, and then I went on to the convoluted series, so I was absolutely captivated with all that information. And, um, but my favorite book was Five Lives Remembered. That mm-hmm. was, I just love, see, it's the story of how it all began. And, mm-hmm. and I love people's stories. Yeah. So I do too. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and speaking of people's stories, so even something like while I was still in the military, um, you know, whenever you're on exercise and I don't know, you're sitting with somebody in a trench for hours on end, well, what do you talk about? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with men. So I just, I would just pull their story out of them. And so I have, you know, this young corporal with me and he's from Timbuktu and, and I would just start asking about his family and his early life and everything. And it just made the time go by. And so when I started doing this work, I realized that yeah. I've been doing that all along. Exactly. I was just going to say, you were just training. <laughs> you were in training while you were in training. Yeah. 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 I always wanted to know people's stories. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm driving down the highway and I look at people in, in, in other vehicles I'm like where are they going I wonder what they do for oh my them. god I Everyone do that too I do I'm that so too it's like they all they all have a life they all have someplace they're going, oh, where are they they all going? Have yeah. yes look at all these yeah. people where could they all possibly be going mm-hmm. yeah and then and then if it's somewhere that that I'm trying to get to it seems they're all going there too it's like how are they all going to the same place I'm going <laughs> right okay. so exactly <laughs> so okay so I'll, I'll carry on so I um so I eventually I got posted um so I got I finally got out of Ottawa I was able to get rid of that house and start my start my life on my own right mm-hmm. and um so I went and had a session in my new location and let's just say it did not go well oh, okay I was so upset I had my heart all set after listening to all these podcasts and reading the books. I had my heart set on receiving all the answers to my questions and eventually doing this work. And, but that was a huge setback, like nothing. I got nothing. Like nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm laying there listening and I'm just like, no, didn't get anywhere. Mm. So, you know, I just, I carried on. That would have been 2015, I think. So I carried on with army life. I'm in a new job, a new position. It's very demanding, very time consuming. I wasn't traveling as much. The most traveling I did was to go on field exercises. That was fun. Um, But I was fairly content and set to continue in that work for a number of years. And, you know, I'm single this whole time. I ended up being single for seven years. Uh, I needed to be nothing wrong with that I had a lot of growing to do a lot of learning a lot of reflecting and I wasn't going to be in a relationship unless it was a healthy one so I basically ignored men in the brigade I was in the brigade headquarters and in the brigade I think we had 10,000 people yeah I ignored all of them wow (laughs) you had to be a lot of fun for those guys (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I was also a master warrant officer, and and most of the men my age or my rank, they were they were married, and you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's awkward, and so I tried dating civvies, and that was awkward, and I don't know, it just I just lived my life, and I was alone, and I was okay. 
Yeah. So, so anyway, we're out on exercise. It's 2016. We're out on exercise, and um, it's late at night. We've got no lights. We're in a tactical portion of the exercise, and I'm walking along. Boom, I fall in a trench and land on my right knee. Well, that hurt like hell, but it wasn't bad enough. I could continue on the exercise, so I waited until I got home to go see the doctor. So when I went to see the doctor, they x-rayed both my knees and discovered that I didn't bust anything, but I had developed arthritis in my knees, which is not a good diagnosis when you're in the Army. I was quite devastated, actually. But again, I carried on. My knees hurt when I went up the stairs. They were hurt when I went down the stairs. PT was very painful. It just was hard. All this time, I'm still thinking about doing QHHT in the back of my head, but I'm just too busy. I, I, I eventually, I went and learned Reiki. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself doing mm-hmm. that. So that was actually really good. Um, and then another year went by and I finally registered to do the level one course. So, so we're I did 2016? it. 2016? 17. Uh, no, I'm in, it's January 2018 now. 18. Okay. Oh, yeah. From the time, oh, okay. from the time I discovered it to the time I started was four years. Okay. So I, um, so I signed up to the level one course online. Um, I was absolutely mesmerized by the content. Wow. I couldn't get home from work fast enough so I could listen to the next few videos. I was just, so enthralled by it all. This was exactly what I was looking for. And I absorbed that material like nobody's business. Well, little issue there is now I need people to practice on and who the heck was I going to tell? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell anybody at work. Mm-hmm. You know, What was I going to do? So I finally got enough courage to tell two close friends. Uh, I tried with one, never, didn't have a successful session. And then I tried with another and, and boom, it worked. And she goes into a past life right before she was about to die in that lifetime. Oh, (laughs) so she, so yeah. So I went, wow, that's a great experience to have a first time. So Mm -hmm. um, I did have the sense. So she was like holding on to a log in the ocean, like the ship she was on had now disintegrated somehow. Mm-hmm. And I did have the sense to take her back to the ship before the accident. Um, and then they were sailing to a new world on a wooden ship. But, but that was it. That life was over. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was interesting. So anyway, I, I just, I just feel, felt like I needed more. Like I didn't, like I needed, I needed more and I, and I wasn't sure what it was. So I went back on the website and saw that they were running a companion class down in Des Moines. That would have been the Sudan. So I yeah. flew down there. So this would have been a month, within a month of doing the, the first course. Mm-hmm. So, Which is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the best thing I could have done. That was fantastic. That helped me wrap my brain around all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped meeting other people who were on the same journey. Um, oh, Holly Duckworth was there as well. She was there learning from Suzanne, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzanne was really good at explaining all the what not to do. And I listened <laughs> very carefully. Okay. 
And I've heard her say those what not to do's a few times since. And there, and you know, for new people, it's good to hear that. So yeah. one thing about being in the army is we go over lessons learned a lot. So when others make mistakes, we don't repeat them, or at least we try not to, but we often do anyway. But you know, so so anyway, I I was like, okay, I'm not going to do those things that she said not to do. I stuck so close to the script. I stuck so close to everything I had learned. I was taking this as seriously as I could. Like I, I wanted to be successful at this. Um, the only sad part about that is I, so I had another session there and I did get a couple of glimpses of other lives. They weren't on this planet, um, but I didn't connect with my higher self. Okay. So frustrating. You got a little further. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little further. So in one, I was an orb. And another one, I was some kind of long, stringy, blue creature of some sort on a blue planet. So I know that that's planet. all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I started doing practice sessions on the weekends. And, you know, I took spring break and, and had a whole bunch of people booked in then. And, you know, within about four or five months, I had my 25 sessions done and, and off I went to the level two course. Um, and so I went to Eureka Springs. So I was there with Tracy mm-hmm. and that, and there I had another session and that was even worse than the last two. And I became very, very emotional about it. Mm. I, at that point, I was like, okay, I don't belong here. I, I'm not like these other people. I, I am not, I'm still in the army at the time. I'm, I'm not feeling this. I, I, I felt like I complete, completely wasted my time, my money, I, my efforts. Like, I'm like, if I can't do this, how can how can I get other people to do this? I was having wonderful sessions at home with other people, with my clients, but me myself as a client, disaster. Mm. So it was really hard. I'm sure the military um, stuff had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Oh, it had a lot. <laughs> I know that now, but I know that now. So 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 after I returned home, I um I didn't do as many sessions as before. Like not as many people were contacting me as before. And so I just did a few sporadically over the next few months. And, and looking back, I, I know I was being given a break and an opportunity to regroup and figure out if this is what I'm going to stick with. Right. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a few months and I got really busy again to the point where all my weekends were booked for the next few months. Wow. So it's now February, 2019. I'm on exercise again, okay? It's minus 30, minus 35 for two weeks straight we're on this exercise. And the, the heater in our CP died, I think, on the first day. And it was absolutely brutal. And all I kept thinking when I'm on this exercise is, I'm a 50-year-old woman. What the heck am I doing out here? What am I doing here? I should be like... I should be at home knitting for my grandchildren, you know, like my future grandchildren. Oh, future grandchildren. <laughs> but huh? no, but no, of course, I'm, I'm out there freezing my butt off. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think at that point, like I was feeling mentally done 
mm-hmm. with the army. Um, I, I had a dream. So I was a master warrant officer. I had a dream to be promoted to chief warrant officer. I was promoted in 2017 and posted to another base. I turned it down. I was like, I just moved here. I don't want to move again. I'm done. And then the next year, they tried to do the same thing, and I refused. And then in 2019, I was to be promoted again. And I'm just like, no, I'm done. I, I'm done. I really felt done. And, oh, and back to my knees again, my arthritis, mm-hmm. my knees yeah. were bothering me even mm-hmm. more. I was in pain all the time. Mm-hmm. I knew I was being told to alter my path. I knew I was being pushed to get out of the army. Julia has and, a term for and, that. I know. <laughs> what, what is that? Psychic oh. two by four. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Did I, I got hit with it twice. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so I, but I knew the message. I, I knew like I could get out. I would be fine. I'd have my pension. I had clients mm-hmm. booked up. I was, you know, okay, it's, it's, you don't, you don't want to move again. You don't want to do like, just, just call it a day. So I put my release in and, and then I felt like I was going through an out of body experience. So getting out of the army is a process. Okay. There's so much you have to do when you, when you start the process and Everything I was doing, I felt like I wasn't doing it. I felt like somebody had taken over my body mm-hmm. and was doing it for me to get me out of there and not look back. Like, just be done mm-hmm. with it. And, like, it was, you know, when people heard I was getting out, it was a shock to them because it wasn't something that I'd even spoken mm-hmm. about. It was just, boom, I was gone. Um as part of my, my exit, I was able to do some educational courses. So I went and did clinical hypnotherapy. I learned a lot of different methods and techniques doing that. I found the training very valuable, but I found QHCT was the superior method, and, and that remains my focus. Um, but, I, I mean, I got an opportunity to learn more, so I took it. Um, oh, back to my knees again. So, <laughs> hey. Uh, I Sam, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we got four minutes to complete this story, just just so you can get everything what? in you wanted to. I know, okay. see, it goes fast. It goes fast. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. So quickly, back to my knees. So I forgot about my knees. And then oh. I thought about it one day and I'm like, the pain is gone. The arthritis is gone. I haven't been <laughs> sick or mm-hmm. injured. It's amazing. I'm cured. <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah I love it <laughs> so okay I have another I have another cool story so I had uh I had a couple other sessions I had let some level one interns practice on me which probably wasn't good for their confidence level but <laughs> but you know so I probably had about five or six um sessions and then um uh practitioner I got to know um offered to do a session on me again. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll try this again. So we get to the end of the induction. I actually felt myself dropping and it was a weird feeling. Like I really felt it. And then what I got was an image of a tall metallic, uh, 
cylinder-type object floating above my chest. I would say it was silver, but not silver. I don't even know what it was. I couldn't identify it. It had rays of light coming out of it, and there was a loud, high-pitched tone. So I thought maybe the noise was coming from somewhere else. So I asked her if she could also hear the noise, and she could. So I just figured it didn't work. The sound was coming from somewhere else. Nothing happened except that visual I was getting. And then I reluctantly pulled myself out. Well, afterwards, she said that she was trying to figure out where the sound was coming from. It wasn't coming from the door, not from the window, not from the walls, not from the ceiling. It was coming from my chest. Oh, that she gives me that chills. For sure. 100%. Wow. She, and then she said to me, she said, you're an ET. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, well, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, she believes that the moment I dropped, they stepped in and started working on me right away because they figured with my history with this, they only yeah. had a short window of time to work with. <laughs> I don't know what they did. But they did something. It was fast. It was bizarre. I've never had something like that had happened in any of my sessions. Wow. Very cool and convincing. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be convinced mm-hmm. in sessions. That yeah. is okay. So, so I have to do one minute. Tell people how they can find you. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, my website address is a path to new beginnings.com. And I live uh, about 30 minutes south of Rocky Mountain House in Alberta. Uh, me and my new partner, we found a, a beautiful little acreage with a little old cottage on it and a cabin in the backyard. So we're renovating the cabin. That's where my sessions are going to be. Um, we just had the electrical done and we're just waiting for a septic to be put in the ground we just have to wait for the frost to go away so they can dig and i'm hoping to be up and running in there by may or june wow and what a what a beautiful location for a session i mean oh it's it's i i the way i had set this up so you could see me you would have seen the cabin behind my shoulder but oh um yeah yeah we can imagine it now with our everyone just imagine Sam, thank you for not giving up. Thank you for sticking with it. Yes. (laughs) Such a powerful story. And it's going to help so many people that have run into those blocks as well. So there's always hope. There's always something positive around the corner. Like my girlfriend kept saying when the door, one door door shuts, another one opens. And I I couldn't see it at the time, but I, I get it now. It's Absolutely. so true. And that's beautiful. We're getting kicked off of here. Yeah. And that's a beautiful sentiment to leave on. So we're going to have yes. to go. And thank you so much for. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, audience. Everything you're thank doing. Thank you, Haley, for supporting your mother. <laughs> All right. And Eric, yeah. right, Eric? All right. Bye, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>